please don't play this for anybody. I don't normally do this. I think we're being set up for an ambush. Dodge this. Ambushed. To be attacked suddenly by someone lying in wait. You say, well, you know, the way you preach causes us and them. It is us and them! Apostate. Someone whose beliefs have changed and who no longer belong to a religious or political group. You side with them, I'll throw you out. Get out! <laughs> Escaping cults. Rejecting delusion. Embracing reality. Breaking the chains. Freeing your mind and becoming your own person. This is the Ambushed Apostate Podcast with your host, Seth Henderson. Welcome, everyone, to the inaugural first of what I hope to be many episodes of the Ambushed Apostate Podcast. My name is Seth, but before we get into who I am and a little bit of my backstory, as well as what this podcast is going to be about, I want to say thank you to each and every one of you who's clicked on this content and decided to spend a few minutes of your valuable time listening to me. You know, we live in a world where the market is super saturated with podcasts of every flavor. Unlimited supplies, it seems, of online content, especially when you get into social media and YouTube. So for you to spend a little bit of time listening to what I have to say about cult groups means a lot. My content will always be based around you guys. Building a community for people who are leaving cult groups or people who are still stuck in them and want a way out. Or maybe you're just now having some of the light switches flip on in your mind and you don't really know what to make of it, but you just know something's not right in the group that you're in. This podcast is for you guys. So thank you again for spending a little bit of your time with me. And with that being said, let's get into what this podcast is going to be about, what it's absolutely not going to be about. Then we're going to talk briefly about who this podcast is for, and at the very end, what I hope to accomplish with this content. That's going to be the summary of the first episode because I feel like it's important to give you guys a little bit of a foundation before we really start taking deep dives into all aspects of cults and destructive groups so that you can understand them better, you can avoid them, you can escape them, you can warn others about them, and you can have a community of other people who have been down the same road you may be on right now. But with that being said, I want to make it very clear from the very beginning, I am not a professional or an expert in this particular topic. I will be leaning heavily on those people, like Dr. Stephen Hassan and others who are known for the study of cults and destructive groups, who have studied brainwashing and mind control and the tactics that are used to not only lure people in, but keep them in, these destructive groups. I am just a guy in his mid-30s who spent more than 15 years 
completely submerged in what I know now to be a very extreme and a very dangerous cult group. I have a story, and I have spent the past 18 months or so learning absolutely everything I can about not just the group that I left, not just my cult, but cults in general. I've studied political and religious cults in my free time over the past year and a half to the best of my ability so that I can learn, so that I can be an advocate for those who are still in those situations. I will be an anti-cult activist until the day I die because a destructive cult took everything from me. My ex-wife, my five young children, my career, my home, my property, every dime I had to my name, my reputation, everything. And I will always, until the day I draw my last breath, be an activist in this community and an advocate for those who are leaving or have recently left these groups. But please keep in mind that I'm not a professional. I'm just a guy with a story who believes his story can help other people. After this introductory episode to the podcast is finished, all subsequent podcasts will have a very specific topic as it relates to cults and destructive groups. I think it's very important to break down each and every aspect of these groups so that we can further understand them and avoid them. When doing this, I will be leaning heavily on Dr. Stephen Hassan and his bite model of authoritarian control. If you're unfamiliar with what the bite model is, let me give you a quick example. The bite model of authoritarian control is a concept laid out by Dr. Hassan in his 1988 book, Combating Cult Mind Control. The BITE is an acronym, and it stands for Behavioral Control, Information Control, Thought Control, and Emotional Control. When we're discussing topics in future episodes, I'm going to reference this model constantly. I'll link it in the description, but if you are watching this podcast, I'll also have it pop up on screen. As an example, I may reference, we find this in the bite model under behavioral control, under section 6, manipulation and deprivation of sleep. We're going to reference this information frequently because it is well known and respected within this community, and what I plan to do is not give my opinion on these groups when I am describing certain behaviors or certain doctrines that they teach or enforce on their members. But I will simply compare what they say in their podcast or their books or their online videos with what the bite model has to say about that behavior. So, again, I may say, under information control... Under Section 1, Deception, Subsection A, Deliberately Withhold Information. You'll be able to reference this list with me and follow along and see that this is not one guy's opinion. This is well-established psychological science. And then you will have a reference 
that this behavior is not just something that you are overreacting to or that you're blowing out of proportion, but this is truly what cults consist of. So in a nutshell, that's what we are going to cover in this podcast. What this podcast is not going to be is just as important in my mind as what it will be. This podcast is not specifically religious or specifically political. Although the cult I escaped from had inextricably married religion and politics together, that's not what this podcast is about. We are strictly looking at behaviors within cult groups and how they affect their members. I will also not turn this podcast into a smear campaign or a rant against my former cult leader. I will address his bad behavior, just like I will with all the other cult leaders that we talk about within this content. But I will not come on here and call names and try to deliberately smear this person. I'm simply going to compare his words, his statements, his behaviors, and his actions with what is commonly recognized and respected in the field as being cult behavior. I will also refrain from using any profanity or any type of slurs or offensive language so that everyone may be able to listen to this podcast without having to worry about language that their children may not be exposed to frequently, because at the end of the day, a lot of people coming out of these very controlling cults have a very adverse reaction to things like profanity. And I do not want to isolate anyone from hearing this information and using it in a constructive way to identify or escape a cult group. I will keep it clean. I will keep it as professional as I can. And I will keep it above all else brutally honest. But that can be done without turning this into a drama, a WWE style storyline where I throw out insults, call names, cuss somebody out. That's not my intent here. And I do believe that this man's actions and the actions of other cult leaders will speak for themselves. Their words from their podcast, from their books, from their videos online will expose them for what they are. So I will not be engaging in that type of childish middle school drama. Understanding now what the podcast is and is not, I want to talk briefly about who this podcast is intended for. This content is being created for three different types of people, although everyone is, again, always welcome. The first group of people are those who have lost absolutely everything for simply making a choice to say, enough, I'm done, not me, not anymore, I'm out. Or maybe you simply questioned a doctrine or belief held by your cult leader. This group includes people who are trying to rebuild their lives after the vicious shunning and disfellowshipping process that comes along with leaving a lot of cult groups. 
for those who have been forcibly removed from their family, friends, career, property, their health, both mental and physical, all because they decided to say no. That's group number one. The second group of people are the ones who are in one of these destructive groups, and for whatever reason, the light switches are starting to flip on in their mind. The gears are starting to turn. They're starting to see things for how they are, and they realize that something's not right. They may not know what to do about it, but they know something's off. They're starting to have these little aha moments where things aren't adding up, but they're terrified to say them out loud to anyone. And they're petrified to bring them up to the leader. If your situation is anything like mine was, you probably know full well what will happen to you if you so much as question anything. But inside, in your mind, you're starting to question everything. You know the boat is rocking and full of holes. You know it's time to jump overboard, but you have no idea what's in the dark water below. And the idea of what could be in there is terrifying. This is usually compounded by the fact that you may have seen other people who dared to question their cult leader. And you watched the systematic destruction of that person's life or that family who decides to say, hey, we think you're wrong about this. We don't believe this is accurate. We don't believe this is true. We don't believe this is, in a lot of cases with religion, biblical. And you are crushed like a bug under the boot of this cult leader. If I can offer a quick word of encouragement to group number two, that would be jump. Jump now. It's a scary experience and it won't be easy. But when you resurface after you hit that unknown cold water and you come back up to the top, take a big deep breath of fresh air and realize that that is freedom. You are away from a group who does not care about you, and the only reason they pretend to is so that they can control you and manipulate you. When you look up in the water, and you orient yourself, and you see the boat floating aimlessly into the abyss, just remember you're no longer on it. Wherever they end up, and it will be somewhere absolutely unhinged from reality. You are now free. I'm making it my life goal to build a community of people who can reach down into the water, pull you out, and get you to safety. Jump. We got you. The third group of people are just those people who want to learn more about cults, what they are, what they do, how they treat people, etc. Maybe you're just curious about this topic because you hear the word tossed around a lot. That's fair. Not everything that is called a cult actually is, which is, again, why we will be looking very closely at all of these aspects and comparing them to what science says about what cults are. And we will let that be the determining factor instead of our own anecdotal experiences and personal opinions. 
at the end of the day, if only one person in any of these groups is spared the torture, the pain, the hopelessness of leaving a destructive cult, if one person benefits even a little bit from my content, all of it will be worth it to me. So no matter why you're here or where you're at in your journey right now, know that there are people out there who have experienced the same things and have lived to tell the tale, who have regained their life and started over. Yes, it sucks. It's terrible. It's a horrible, horrible feeling to be abandoned by the people you loved, to be shunned mercilessly, but there's hope. And if I can show one person that there is hope, all of this work will be worth it. I want to talk briefly about what I hope to accomplish with this content. Although we just touched on this briefly, I want to give a very clear direction as to where I hope this podcast goes in the future. As I sit here and record this first episode of this podcast, I look at this content in the vision of the brand of Ambushed Apostate that I hope to build. And I look at it like a tree. Not a tree that's already standing, but a tree that's been planted by seed. I have a basic idea of what I hope that tree looks like when it gets older. But I'm not going to limit what I will do with that tree. Here's an example. Let's say I plant an apple tree. I know eventually apples will come from it and I can benefit from those. But I don't want to limit that tree to just produce fruit. Maybe it's used to outline a property line. Or maybe it's used for shade. Maybe it's used for a treehouse for one of my five kids. Or a tire swing. Or a hammock. Although this podcast will be specifically about different aspects of cult groups... The overall idea of ambushed apostate is something that I will not put any limits on. I would like to one day do live streams where I can interact with, take questions from, and maybe ask questions to some of the community that we've built based on this podcast. I'd like to do book reviews from some of the cult leaders where we go chapter by chapter and read word for word what these people actually say. Because a lot of you may be surprised to see these people tell you exactly what they think and how they believe, and it's right under your nose if you'll read it and look into it and take it at face value. I want to create other types of content, videos, interviews, interactions with you guys. Because again, this is not a one-man show. This is not me logging into the internet, and rambling about my experience in a cult just for the sake of doing it. It's to build a community. So maybe I have other people on a live stream where we can discuss similarities between my experience and yours. Maybe we have people like Dr. Yara Garcia. Dr. Garcia recently did a study of cult survivors. When that study is complete... Dr. Garcia has given me her permission 
to take my interviews from that study and to upload them to the Ambushed Apostate YouTube channel. Maybe one day, people like her will join me in a discussion about cults. One of the people who really inspired me and encouraged me as I was leaving my cult group is a guy named Owen Morgan on YouTube. He's known as Telltale. Maybe one day we have an interview and we discuss the similarities between Christian nationalism, which I left, and Jehovah's Witnesses, which he left. I guess the peak of Mount Everest would be having the opportunity to interview Dr. Stephen Hassan himself to break down all of the content I've made based on his work and to get his input on my content. But again, as all these things would be awesome, I do not want to limit what my tree will be capable of. So for right now, I'm going to water this tree. I'm going to make sure it gets plenty of shade, plenty of sunlight, plenty of nutrients, and we will see where this content goes, both as a podcast and a brand. So that pretty much wraps up what this content will be about. Before we leave, I'm going to give you a quick backstory into who I am and a little bit about my story. I was born and raised just south of Charlotte, North Carolina, to an independent fundamental Baptist preacher. My dad was a great guy. He truly cared about people. He loved people unconditionally. And I would not call my dad a cult leader, although he did subscribe to a lot of destructive ideas that were pushed by cult leaders like Bill Gothard, Kent Hovind, and Ken Ham. I plan to do a whole episode about my early years and how some of these ideas and beliefs crept into the foundation of who I am as a person. But my dad was a loving, caring man. And no, he wasn't perfect, but he was absolutely not a cult leader. Around the age of 10 years old, my dad slowly started transitioning from the fundamentalist worldview to the new apostolic reformation worldview. This is what most people understand to be Pentecostal. We gave up all of our Southern Baptist and our independent Baptist beliefs and traded them for the more extreme Pentecostal beliefs. This was confusing to me, but I trusted my dad that he was making the right decision, and after all, it was all scriptural. It was all biblical, or at least I thought so. So I went along with this, but in all fairness, when we started spending time at places like Morningstar Ministries led by another cult leader, Rick Joyner. When we started going over to supposed prophets' homes, spending hours with people like Bob Jones of Morningstar Ministries, listening to incoherent ramblings of visions and dreams, direct communications with God, it began to get more culty. This occurred from the time I was about 10 years old to when I moved out of the house at 18. But there was some interesting overlay in my story. I met my ex-wife at the age of 15 years old. I was working for a small mom-and-pop Christian music store, and I worked with her sister. 
she began bringing her sister lunch, and we were introduced and quickly became friends. It was not romantic in the beginning, but we really kicked it off when I was about 15 years old. We were very close friends, and the natural progression of working with someone and being really good friends with one of their siblings is, hey, my dad's a pastor. Why don't you start coming around to our services or to our youth group? Sure, let's do that. So that's what I did. Little did I know at the time that that was the group that would fundamentally and irreversibly change my life permanently. At face value, they believed that the Bible was completely accurate, inerrant, and inspired by God. Well, that was fine with me because so did my dad, and that's what I was taught from the very beginning. However, and although not apparent to me at the time, the teachings were almost immediately doomsday, Armageddon, the world is ending type theology, and it was constant. I remember from the time I was probably 16 to 17 years old, for an entire year, my ex-father-in-law went through word by word of revelation and convinced everyone around that the end was any three minutes. Not right this second, but soon. I promise it's coming soon. I wish I would have been more attentive and paid more attention to what was being said, and maybe I could have avoided this group altogether. But again, as we move forward with this podcast series, I will get into, in much more detail, the latter part of my life from about 15 years old to the time I was about 30. I was in an Armageddon doomsday-style cult who, around 2008, around the time Barack Obama took his first term, took a hard right turn straight into Christian nationalism and extremism. So when you couple those two beliefs, the doomsday cult and the Christian nationalist cult, you have a recipe for absolute insanity. And that's what we have. That's what I escaped. And that is what I will be primarily detailing on this channel. Unfortunately, in mid-2023, this is where our country is at on a lot of levels. Religion and politics have been inextricably married together in direct violation of the Johnson Amendment and any common sense of any normal, quote-unquote, Christian because politics and religion don't mix. It's like guns and alcohol. You just don't do it. Because when you do, you leave sound biblical doctrine and you fly off into absolute Looney Tune land. You become completely unglued from reality and float off into your own little world where everyone's out to get you and they're coming for the Christians and any day now we'll be raptured out, but until we do, we must prepare for Waco. I'm not being hyperbolic. I'm not being facetious. This is the environment that I left. Worst of all, when you leave those kind of groups, they don't let you leave peacefully. They come after you and they attack every aspect of your life, 
viciously, and relentlessly, while looking their congregation in the face every single week, smiling and saying, Make sure y'all are showing the love of Jesus to everyone. While they relentlessly destroy people's lives. I had seen many people over the years be excommunicated from the group for various reasons, but I did not put two and two together that I was next. And once I realized that the full-blown attack campaign and the disfellowshipping and shunning had started, it was far too late. Now, could I have crawled back on hands and knees, begged and pleaded with my former cult leader to give me another chance, to tell him I'm sorry I ever denounced him or the religion that I was in and that I wanted to be reaccepted into the fold and I would do absolutely anything as long as they'd take me back? Absolutely. Now, we're past that point now, but early on, when he convinced my ex-wife to leave me, and to take the five children out of my life. If I would have crawled back and begged for his forgiveness and sworn total allegiance not to the Bible, not to Jesus Christ, but to Steve McCraney, I would have been accepted back with one caveat. I own you. Every single part of you. Who you talk to, who you associate with, what you listen to, what you watch, what you see on the internet, what video games you play, everything you do is now mine. And then and only then will I allow you to have your children back. Then I may tell my daughter, hold off on the divorce. I got my hooks back in him. That was my option. Hard as it was, I made my choice. And now that my ex-wife has moved along, now that that is no longer an option, and now that I see her for who she really was, he's now switched over to isolating and destroying my relationship with my children, one of which is only seven years old, the youngest. I'm still in a battle against this destructive cult, It's been 27 months now, and we are still in court trying to settle custody because this cult is so determined to keep apostates away from the children within their group so they can continue to manipulate them and control their minds and lie to them. They have spent thousands and thousands of dollars. We have been to court dozens of times just to have it continued again and again, and I still do not even have any type of fair custody of my own children. That is what you're facing when you leave a lot of these groups. I don't want to make this seem like it's going to be easy, because it's not. If you choose to jump out of that boat, the panic, the terror, will be real, and it will be very difficult. But again, I want to create something other people can latch on to, a life preserver, if you will. Because when I jumped out of the boat, I didn't know any resources. 
I didn't know any YouTube channels or any podcasts. I had no idea where I was or who would help me. Luckily, I found people like Telltale. I found people like Matt Dillahunty, Seth Andrews, Aaron Ra, Dr. Stephen Hassan, and many other people on YouTube who expose destructive religious groups. But it took a lot of searching. It took a lot of treading water before I found anybody that I could latch on to and that would help me through this process. So that's a little bit of my backstory. I want you guys to view this as a Google Earth image. We're zoomed all the way out right now. I've told you a little bit about my backstory. I've told you what this podcast is going to be. But when we come back for our next episode, we're going to take that mouse wheel, we're going to roll it forward, and we're going to zoom in as close as humanly possible to every aspect that we can think of to make your understanding and knowledge of cult groups as thorough and as detailed as possible so that you can navigate a world of destructive cults and either avoid them or escape them and reclaim your life. As we've come to the end of this first episode, again, thank you for your time. If you made it to the very end, I can't express to you how much I appreciate your time. I hope it's been beneficial in some way, and I cannot wait to see you guys back on the next episode. Two more quick things I would like to do at the end of each of my episodes. One is going to be, as I was a police officer for several years in the past, we had a saying. The saying was, that's a clue. So I'm going to have a segment where I expose one quick red flag that I have personally had in my life that I should have seen as a red flag or a clue when it was happening. Whether I chose to ignore it or I didn't have the skills and the tools to understand it, I want to show each episode one quick example of a red flag and what you should do if you see this same red flag in your group. So we will have, starting next episode, a short section here called That's a Clue. And lastly, each episode will wrap up with a recommendation. I may recommend a book, a podcast, a YouTube channel, a content creator in general. I may recommend a documentary or an interview. Just something that if you want to dig a little bit deeper into whatever topic we've talked about, it will be here at the end of each episode so that in between episodes you can dig a little deeper on whatever aspect we just touched on. My recommendation for today is to look into Dr. Stephen Hassan. I will link his bio in the description. I will also link his bite model of authoritarian control and a couple interviews I think will benefit you guys as well. If you have some free time in between this episode and the next, listen to what the man has to say because he is one of the world-renowned leading experts in destructive cults. Look into the guy, study up on the bite model so that you will be prepared when we come back for the next episode to follow along and to start breaking down what a cult is 
and what they do so that you can combat destructive cult groups. Thank you guys so much for listening, and until next time, I'm Seth, and this has been the Ambushed Apostate Podcast.